Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Exodus 20:16. As I sat down for lunch today after church, I heard this loud roaring sound fast approaching from the south. Military jets, I thought to myself and ran outside to see. Nothing. A few minutes later, another roar. I went outside again. I could hear the jets going north. But once again, saw nothing. A few more minutes passed. That same roar, fast approaching and low, passed right overhead. For the third time, I ran into the backyard and this time saw, in the distance, four military jet fighters flying in formation. They were too far away for me to be able to identify them. What could he going on I thought. Then it dawned on me. It's 9-11 and the Steelers are in town to plan the Bengals. The fighter jets are probably doing a ceremonial flyover to start the game. In my case, there were three flyovers while they were in a holding pattern. Now, I'm not a pilot. But I admit to being a bit of a fan of military aircraft. The look, the speed, the formation flying, maybe especially the ground-shaking thunder of the engines. I've always looked at fighter jets with a bit of awe. Then I had a sobering thought. Didn't Joe Biden just threaten all Trump supporters with F-15 strikes? And hasn't he said that sort of thing on more than one occasion? Yeah, he did and he has. And as he is surrounded by Jesuits and others who hate our constitution and everything about America, there's a good chance he will do so again. Biden's own words have put a negative context around military flyovers. I hadn't intended to write about 9-11 today. But that flyover was a reminder to me about what day it is. But more than that, it is a reminder to me about the extraordinary lies told to me and my fellow Americans by our own federal government. Not once. Not twice. But time, after time, after time. For decades. From Pearl Harbor to the Kennedy assassination, to the Gulf of Tonkin, to 9-11, to Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction, to the rise of ISIS, to COVID-19, to the war in Ukraine, Americans have been hoaxed time and time again by their own government. Doubtless, other such examples could be added to this list. Conspiracy theorist. The government apologists will scream at anyone questioning the official narratives. These voices want you believe only the official government explanations of major events and never to consider the possibility that the government may be lying to you to hide the truth. But conspiracies do exist. Webster's Seventh Collegiate Dictionary defines the verb conspire as, to join in a secret agreement to do an unlawful or wrongful act. It also gives the definition of conspiracy as, an agreement among conspirators. And this is exactly what we see in 2 Samuel 11. Just yesterday, I sat in a Bible study where we were talking about the incident of David and Bathsheba recorded in this chapter, and how David conspired to murder Uriah to cover his tracks. I don't think the word conspiracy was mentioned by anyone in our discussion, nor is that term present in the English translation, but that's what it was. David and Joab conspired to commit murder. What is more, this wasn't just any conspiracy, it is a clear example of a governmental conspiracy, complete with a plausible lying cover story. Note how Joab gave his messenger a cover story, telling him to say to David, when David criticized Joab's decision to send Uriah and his men near the wall, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. David's response to this news was, do not let this thing discourage you. The sword devours one as well as another. I doubt they had newspapers in David's day, but if they had, they would have run some sort of headline announcing the tragic death of the hero Uriah and expressing condolences to his family and to the families of the other men who fell in the ill-fated and heroic attack on the Rabbah. And even though there were no newspapers, very clearly this is what was reported by the official sources and probably what the public, to the extent that they were aware of what happened outside the walls of Rabbah, believed. After all, 
David was Israel's great champion and heroic king. He had been anointed by Samuel and blessed by God. He would never commit adultery and murder and lie to his own people to cover up his crimes and his sins. But that's exactly what he did. It fell to Nathan the prophet to expose the fraud and confront David with his sins in the matter of Bathsheba and Uriah. It's at this point where the Christian has an advantage over unbelievers in being able to see through governmental lies. If we know from the pages of God's infallible and inerrant word that even the best rulers can commit horrible crimes and lie to cover them up, is it that hard to believe that modern-day rulers could do likewise? Further, David's adultery, murder, and cover-up is not the only example of a conspiracy in Scripture. As a result of David's sin, Nathan told David, Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thing house. And just a few chapters later we see Nathan's sentence play out in the life of David as his son, Absalom led a rebellion against David. Worth noting, the authorized version calls Absalom's rebellion a conspiracy. And Absalom sent for Ahithophel the Gilonite, David's counselor, from this city, even from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. There are other examples of conspiracies in Scripture as well as found in both the Old and New Testaments. And just as there was more to the story of Uriah's death than just a great warrior who tragically fell in battle while fighting for Israel, the cover story spread by David and Joab, there is often more, a lot more, involved in events of our day than the lying official cover story spread by our own government let on. Here are a few troubling questions about 9-11. While all air travel was suspended for several days following 9-11, why were high-level Saudis given an exception to fly out of the country? Why did the Twin Towers fall in on their own footprint as if they were both brought down by a controlled demolition? Why did the BBC announce the collapse of Building 7, a 47-story building, 30 minutes before it collapsed into its own footprint as if in a controlled demolition? Why were dancing Israelis seen celebrating and high-fiving it and taking photos of themselves with the burning Twin Towers in the background? Two of the five Israelis arrested later on September 11th were known Mossad operatives. The captured Israelis said their job was to document the event. Did the Mossad have prior knowledge of the attacks? Was the Mossad actively involved in the attack? Were these men a distraction from some other Israeli spy operation? Here's a video about the dancing Israelis. Look at the photos of the Pentagon attack. Why, if the Pentagon was hit by an airliner, do pictures from the debris field appear to show nothing recognizable as airliner parts? Why is there no video footage of an airliner flying into the Pentagon? It is not my purpose here today to answer these questions. There are other oddities about the official 9-11 story as well. Here's Paul Craig Roberts' column from today on September 11th. In it, he concludes, the highest levels of the U.S. government were responsible for the attack in order to unleash war on the Middle East, just as Pearl Harbor was a Roosevelt orchestration to get the U.S. into a war that Congress and the American people opposed. And what was the purpose of the war in the Middle East? According to Roberts, it was, to destroy Israel's Middle Eastern opponents who were funding Hezbollah, and profits and power for the U.S. military-slash-security complex. Is Roberts right? In my opinion, he is. Think about all the wars we have fought in the Middle East since 9-11. The 2003 war in Iraq toppled secular, not Islamist, but secular, ruler Saddam Hussein. In 2011, the U.S. helped take out secular, not Islamist, Muammar Gaddafi. Since 2012, the U.S. has been preoccupied with ousting Syrian leader Bashar Assad. So far, the effort has not succeeded, even though the U.S. created ISIS for this purpose and still occupies, illegally, the oil fields in eastern Syria. All of these nations were governed, not by Islamist militants, but by secular leaders. They also were slash are considered threats to Israel. 
it gives me no pleasure to write this post. I'm a liberty-loving patriot with deep ties to America. But our nation has gone badly wrong, and our government lies and lies consistently about everything to cover up its enormous crimes. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, said Jesus. It's about time Americans demanded the truth from their government and stopped being taken in by lies from people with hidden agendas.